price is increasing like say three hundred dollars a week depending yeah. upon the speed, and then you're only uh, able to save a hundred bucks each week. You're actually getting further and further behind. Correct. Um, when um, when looking to get in the market, so you could see people's frustrations at the minute. Going one, going twice, Hello, everybody. You're listening to The Property Pod, your weekly accessible access into the Tasmanian property market and hopefully beyond. We don't know. We'll do our best. But we are mixing it up today a little bit because um, we've got a really cool report to cover and you'll notice a different voice opening up this time around rather than our resident expert, Aaron. Um, He is still the master control of the camera and the uh, voices, etc., and noise control. So hopefully get it right. Um, But it's a bit of a fun change up because we've got a lot of stuff happening this week in the office which we'll cover off another time Uh, but most importantly I think it's a hat we need to cover off Aaron because we are today sponsored by the Sorrento paint team my man Joe Um, so the good thing is don't worry mate you'll be back for next week when we cover off all things good and exquisite painting by Joe Sorrento I'll try and drop it as much as I can mate but we'll do our best Um, so (laughs) Joined in the uh, studio today, uh, commenting is my father, an expert and uh, real estate legend in Tassie, Chris McGregor. Um, Say hi, Dad, if you feel like it. Um, Great to be here. Thank you, John. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, um, Sam Allwright, our uh, new member, and it's really excited to have you on the mic again, mate. Yeah, thanks, John. Love to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining the team. So today what we've got is the REIA has released their new uh, housing affordability report for Australia-wide. Um, so we know we threw you both under the bus a little bit by quickly um, having to get of a skim over the report. But, I mean, one of the most interesting things about this then is that over the last 20 years it's commenting on, quite simply, the affordability for property in Australia for Australians from Tasmania to Sydney are covering all the states. It's quite a good snapshot. I'm, I'm impressed to have a read of it. Yeah, and I suppose the good thing about having you in as well, Dad, was that um, this is covering from 2001, but obviously you've been operating in the industry a lot longer prior to that as well. So it'll be um, interesting to hear, I suppose, the differences that you experienced both as an operator and homeowner as well. Yeah, now we can cover that. I mean, the so to cover off a couple of things just pragmatically is there's three measures that the housing report covered. So I'll just quickly give the definitions and then we can just um, get stuck into it. So the the first uh, measure used was housing and rental affordability trend. So they describe that as the housing affordability takes the average home loan for that state or territory at the time for owner occupiers and establishes the monthly repayments. So just the monthly repayments. um, And then uh, these are based on a 25 year loan term at the standard variable interest rate. So then it says the rent-to-buy differential. So the rent-to-buy differential looks at the differential regarding the proportion of family income required to meet home loan repayments and rental repayments. So how much does it cost to buy a house versus how much it costs to rent a house? Yeah. Um, and, and then lastly, the average home loan amounts percentage of first-home buyers. So average home loans indicate the average new loan for owner-occupiers is recorded by the lending indicators from the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Uh, average first-home buyer loan amounts are from the same source. It should be noted that average home loan amounts include first-home buyers. So... Um, then I spoke, so what that is effectively saying, what is the percentage of new buyers entering the market at any one time? Yeah. Um, so obviously there's a heap more dance in this report and we'll make this available in the show notes. First off, gentlemen, what are you, um, anything that popped into your, do you mind when, when you're quickly skimming over this morning? Uh, from my point of view, as a bit of a newbie, I suppose, mm. I was uh, quite interested to see the average loan amount 
mm. uh, jump up quite considerably from what was it roughly eighty six thousand to three eighty four. Um, I think they were saying there's an increase of. Uh, Close to 342% over 20 years, and which is just phenomenal. Yeah, and obviously that's, you know, specifically fo- focused on Tasmania as well mm. with those numbers. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, average salary incomes have increased, those sort of things as well, but I don't think they've increased 350% in 20 years. Yeah. It's a big chunk. Well, it shows the difference between Australia, um, to, to 2021 is 548, 323, and in Tasmania it's 384, 525. So um, we're still quite a significant cheaper... Um, amount that we're borrowing on a loan to, com- compared to Australia, we're comparing states like New South Wales and, and Victoria. But um, when you consider, one of the things I'm look, looking at is the the, the the interest rate has come down so far over those over those years, mm. yeah. which has gave given people an opportunity to borrow more money, but they're actually borrowing more than they were put percentage to their loan than they were in the much earlier days. See, yeah. that that's something that I just couldn't answer. That's what got me is like, why? Why is it that, um, like in, in Tasmania specifically, in 2001, it says the proportion of family income devoted to meeting an average home loan repayments were 18%. Yeah. And then from 2006, 2011, 2016, 2021, it says 30% or a third, 36, 25 and then 31. So why is it that... We um, just with interest rates, are we just you know conditioned now that because um, the banks allow us to borrow thirty percent or perceive that to be yeah. a reasonable repayment, is that then we just borrow it because we can? It's sort of become the new target. Yeah, it's mm. like well, it, like you said, Dad, as if well, if interest rates alone you got access to the cash, you you just you just borrow what you can. I think there's a mixture of all those what you just mentioned, John. Mm. Um, there was a lot, a lot of cases where you'd have people go into the bank for a loan and they'd lend you a lot more than you believed you could afford. Yeah. Um, and that's when the Royal Commission come in. But um, the other thing is also, too, you know, people's wants and needs are very different. What people need and what they want are two different things, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of the times in the buying decision, they used to say what a person, the decision based on a need is 5%. And what people want, ninety five percent. Yeah, that's so it's yeah. quite 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 a massive difference. So when I mean when I mean, I suppose right now I did notice a trend after the, my time spent in the industry is the expectation of first home buyers on an average. You know, we're always we're never going to say that's uh, always true, but I do notice that the expectations of first home buyers of what they will often want in a new home, um, be it an established home or a new home, seems to be a lot higher than it was perhaps 30 years ago because, you know, we've, it, because money's easier to borrow, we're like, well, I want all those flash stuff that uh, my parents have right now. Whereas realistically, I often will say, look, your first home doesn't need to be your last home. Yeah. So don't feel like you have to stretch yourself to every little um, degree because you will get all the things you want. You might just have to sacrifice a few things for today. Yeah. Um, what was what sort of the difference you've noticed, Dad, um, you know, in that behaviour, you know, from prior to 2001 to now? Oh, well, when we, when we, um, we first... Uh, purchased I think it was around 1985 something like that it was and houses mm. at the time were about you know, $30,000 in Glenorchy mm. and um, um, 
between thirty and fifty thousand dollars, but the interest rate at the time was about eight percent, and you'd always um, you could get about five um, percent deposit at the time. Um, then when, when, when um, so you'd always get the much smaller loan, and in our in our situation, um, we just wanted to get in the swimming lane. We just wanted to get in into the market. Yeah. Where um, and we were happy to take you know secondhand furniture from the parents and all those sort of things and grab what we could. But today, sometimes it's hard for the the new the new generation comes in looking at a the home. They look at their parents' home when they want to leave home. They want one exactly the same. Mm, mm, so yeah. their expectations are a lot higher. Um, which can be hard. So, and I had a lot of people that, um, if they didn't like a particular area they wanted to live in, um, they would just go and rent. They wanted to live in Sandy Bay, so they rent in Sandy Bay. Or other people would go out and purchase in Glenorchy, mm-hmm. northern suburbs, and down the track, the ones that purchased in an area that probably didn't particularly want to live in, but it got them into the market, are better off, better off than the ones that want to say, I just want to live in this particular area by yeah. renting. Yeah, yeah. that um, makes sense. And I remember uh, my brother looked at a unit. It was just a little two-bedroom unit in Moona, um, $41,000. He said, but it's just a little unit. I said, yes, but, but it gets you into the market. It's only $41,000. Mm. He then, he then so, uh, sold that for an extra $10,000, purchased a home for, for 50 something thousand, sold that for seventy five. then moved to Melbourne, bought for one hundred and ten, sold for three hundred, and and just and so forth. And, kept, um, and he's in a beautiful big home now in Octago. Mm. Um, but he wouldn't have been able to do that if he hadn't started in the first place. By just compromising on what you're going to buy. So what would you say to, um, you know, people that are going, well, it's easy for you to say because houses were cheaper back then. Um, and Yes, but I was on $5,000 a year too. See, yeah, yeah. So, that, so that's interesting. So that's where they're talking about that proportion of income. Because, I mean, obviously you could look back and go, well, you know, you could have, well, why don't you just buy 100 homes because they were so cheap? Well, mm. obviously the, the stress, I assume, on the household was exactly the same, exactly as, the it same. Is, yeah. as it is now. And we're going to be saying that in 20 years' time too when people are buying, we just sold a place in Dowsing's Point for $700,000. People should be saying, well, should have bought five. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> but you can't. Yeah. Well, because when, when did you buy your first home, Sam? Can you remember? Oh, probably would have been in my mid twenties. About mid twenties, yeah, up in Launceston. So, what was the what was going through? What was your experience for you personally at that time? So that's so. What year were we talking about there? Oh, going back now, probably late nineties. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands. Um, so yeah, ended up we're renting for probably about four years, mm-hmm. and then just decided to get into the market. Mm-hmm. So we bought a place that wasn't one hundred percent to our liking. It was a little bit further out of Launceston than we would have liked. Like we made a few sacrifices. Yep. Um, it was never going to be our long term house. We always envisioned to move back to Hobart with the family and friends. Yep. Um, so I mean, we made a few sacrifices. It was a nice place. We made it our own. But yeah, back in those times, yeah, you just made do with what you could. Can you remember? Because um, obviously, when we, we we're trying to fit a timeline back to the yeah. report, eh? Because um, we've got as early as two thousand one, but not prior to that. Mm. Now, in that report in two thousand one, it was saying that the proportion of family income devoted to the meeting the average loan repayments was eighteen uh, percent. Mm. So, and then when it came to proportion of family income devoted to meeting median rents, it was twenty one percent. So, yeah. you know, one fifth of the of our income at the time. Yeah. Can you remember the setup? Uh, I know it's a hard question, but the setup <laughs> with the when it comes to the dealing with the mortgage, can you remember the deposit, etc., that you'd um, uh, organised at the time? Yeah, well, our, our rent at the time was uh, quite low. Okay. Um, we, on purpose, rented a very small, cheap place so we could devote as much money as we could to a deposit. Mm-hmm. So we, were, we we had that goal moving to Launceston that for a couple of years we would do it tough 
to make sure we could afford that deposit to buy a property. Interesting, um, so yeah. Yeah, and then once we got into the property, we had a nice little chunk going towards that. But uh, as you're aware, I still like a few toys and motorbikes and things. As we <laughs> so all do. A, a bit of that did bleed off into that area. Yep. Um, we certainly didn't borrow as much as what we could have. Mm. Um, we just you know, made a smart choice and, and realised that this would be a house for us for you know, two or three years until we moved back down. Yeah, see, that, well, that's an interesting point. It was, a, it? it was a, you know, two to five year goal, honestly. Yeah. So, the yeah, well, so you mean in terms of um, saving for that deposit and purchasing or knowing uh, you'd buy and then yeah, move on again? the whole thing from front to back. So, you know, two years of saving for the deposit, then purchasing the house, staying there for about three years, trying to purchase in a smart area, something we could do a little bit of fixing up on, but not a huge amount. Yeah. Um, not the handiest of persons, if I'm honest. <laughs> Me either. Me either. And then, yeah, basically moved back to Hobart. That was It was always, you know, that sort of five-year goal. Yeah, okay. Well, see, one of the, that, I think an interesting story that you've got there was we rented to save money. Mm. So like, where at the but time... We, we had to sacrifice our rental ideals in order to save money. Okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Interesting yeah. again. So, yeah, so you weren't living in the area you really loved and trying to save. You were legitimately renting out in an area that you knew you could afford Correct. so you could save. See, okay, so that's an interesting distinction again because... Um, it, it, it where the, there's that sort of discussion a lot around the, um, the rent vesting. Mm. So um, you've purchased a home in an area that you wouldn't necessarily want to live in. Yeah, correct. Um, so you're in the market and then you go and, and rent in an area which you want to live in because you know you want that lifestyle now but you're not, you're not, you don't want to wait yeah. 15, 20 years in order to get there. So I know uh, we had one of our um, guests write in some time ago where she'd said that um, the, the challenge for her at the moment is obviously because the rents um, have increased proportionally as well as it. Um, in order to support a family, she's sort of in a tough situation where she's trying to rent, but um, she doesn't have enough money to put away. And obviously in the market at the moment is that with, um, was it before we, we found that prices increasing like say $300 a week depending yeah. upon the speed and then you're only uh, able to save 100 bucks each week you're actually getting further and further behind correct um, when um, when looking to get in the market so you could see people's frustrations at the minute um, yeah it'll probably be controversial too but you got to look at sometimes with people's lifestyle choices I mean you only have to go to the supermarket and look at some people's trolleys mm. and you'll see you know 15 cans of coke and and lollies and all those sort of things and probably if you're saving up for a home, um, probably probably could call those unnecessary, yeah. unnecessary, and then of course then you see fifteen cans of dog pal and all those sort of things, and people love their pets, of course. which is great. But at the same time, they're an expense, and you know sometimes like when we saving for our first home, just as we're just about getting to the tweak of our deposit to have enough, um, we, we were eating popcorn on weekends, mm. um, literally, um, to just to get that enough to get that deposit. Um, so, you know, just where, and I've tried to help people into homes for many years ago where they were smoking um, two packets each almost a day um, and to buy this particular home um, was $500 a month. Well, they were spending more than that on cigarettes. Mm. I said, well, if you stop smoking the cigarettes, we can get you into this home. And other times we'd have ones where they've got a, um, they've got a car that's um, got quite high repayments on it, which, of course, that takes and gets in the way of getting a home loan as well because the bank takes into account other loans you've got. And um, you look at a house that they 
who they really like, and the guy turned around and said, I'm not selling the Commodore. So yeah. then you're sitting there, well, you know, how can you help these people if yeah. they're not going to help themselves? Yeah. I think that's it's, it's, it's true, but it's not a message that people really like to talk about. But no. that's, that is what it is, you know. If, um, uh, you know, how do you, be, how do you get wealthy? Will you spend less than you earn? Mm. Um, and that, I suppose, what you're talking about, that is sacrifices. Yeah. I've got a friend in South mm. Australia that, um, um, and he said he's, he's, he's finding it difficult to get into the market, yet he's, he's got himself a brand new car. He's, once bought a motorbike, it's about looking at getting a boat. Yeah. I mean, where's the priorities? Yeah. 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 What and do you genuinely want? Well, mm. what you said before is that yeah, you had your, you know, you had your toys and stuff like that at the time. But I mean, there are there there are toys proportionate to your income. Because I know a friend of mine when he uh, got a job in the mines, um, he used to like really he used to buy fifty dollars pairs of jeans. Yeah. And all of a sudden he started spending five hundred dollars on jeans and realised that he actually had no more money than he once before. But he just kept he spent he bought more expensive things mm. um, because he was earning you know three four times as much. Mm. Um, and then after the twelve months when he r- realised what he was doing, he completely reconfigured his lifestyle mm. so that then he, he increased his you know you know capacity to earn a higher income and then vastly decreased his uh, living expenses yeah. um, until such time as a five to year plan ten to five to ten year plan to you know to reset himself and I guess you know the like the the hard pills to swallow isn't exactly what it's not a popular message it's not no. nice to, to hear um, but it's it's the only practical solution sometimes well it's pretty much what I went through with my house purchase and the most recent one that I'm in now down at South Arm. Yeah. Um, tell us about we that. had that desire to live down near the beach. Um, like we just love that acreage, that sort of lifestyle, just, you know, get away from the general population. Mm. And I just say, oh, I love my cars, I love my motorbikes. I had a yeah. V8 Ute, I ran in Targa and all things like this. Mm-hmm. They all got sold. I think I kept one motorbike and one car. The whole fleet disappeared. All of it gone. All gone. Had to yep. purchase the house we want to what's the best for our family moving forward. Yeah. Um, that's what we did. Yeah. Um, the fleet's slowly building up, but nowhere near what it used to be. But at the same token, I don't regret that decision. It's a beautiful place to live. There you go. And look, see, one thing about this report that I, I, I suppose it interests me is that as much as I, um, you know, we're, we're you know, in theory, paying more for houses. And I know one of the you know the risks that it said here was, you know, uh, once before that to, to purchase an average home was maybe three times the family's average income. Now it's getting to six to eight times, which yeah. is a scary statistic in many ways. Um, and it makes me wonder though, is that on a daily to day basis, where it's talking about how much it's always cost to live versus what your income, mm. history's never changed. So it's always been the same of about say thirty. 30% up yeah. and down. And like your experience, Dad, where, um, you know, you, uh, it's all well and good to say, well, it, houses were cheaper for you back then, but you still couldn't buy 10 houses at once because... The interest rates were so high. Yeah. And they got yeah. to 17.5% by the end of 1990. Mm. And we, well, we purchased a second home, which went, we went from 8% to about 14 and then it, then I bought a, a, an investment property. Um, and then which, when the interest rates on the house went to 17.5%, and then the um, the 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 rent investment went twenty one percent. I ended up top salesperson for the state for that year because just to keep 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 just yeah, <laughs> to keep two houses. I, I needed to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's a couple of big questions I, that you know that that made me think that sort of wrapped. I'd love to get a better perspective on someone much smarter than me specifically. Is you know. Why? Why is it 30%? Why is it, you know, um, and also too then, um, 
has it been a re, you know relaxation on what the bank is allowed to lend out to people? Is it the lower interest rates and saying, look, you're allowed to still borrow it to ninety five percent, but because money's so cheap, now yeah. we can lend out so much, and so the the, the houses just keep chasing um, what people are prepared to pay because the banks will lend out the money. I I, I don't know, you know. Well, when mm. when we first got our homes, the loans were always about twenty five percent of your income, and right. I noticed it's gone up to about thirty percent. Yeah, but they they worked that out because you. For all the other outside of expenses to live, yeah, um, because you're going to have your car, you got your family, you got maintenance, you got um, taxes, all those sort of things that come into that come into that account mm. um, for you to be able to afford. Because once you start going over that, it really does eat into your lifestyle. Yeah, absolutely. All right, boys, we'll we'll, ra- we'll wrap it up there. Thanks for um, thank you. Thanks for shotgunning in at the last minute. No one to d- dump that report under your noses rather quickly, but uh, I was it was more importantly, I suppose, in looking at the report, I wanted your experience. Yeah. So, um, we'll obviously we'll have uh, Aaron back on the lead next time. Thanks for sponsoring the show, Joe. We uh, we'll have you back again and um, send us more hats, mate. It's not fair that only Aaron gets one. That's just that's not how it rolls here. So, uh, yeah, but so hope, you work, hope your microphone works next week, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always a pleasure, boys, and uh, thanks thank for joining you. us. Thank, thank you. Done. You have been listening to The Property Pod, recorded and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Property Co. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this information without first seeking qualified and professional advice.